Welcome to the Sony Pictures Network's Go Beyond podcast, a show where we go beyond the surface and uncover the extraordinary. I'm your host, Akshay Kapoor. Our guest today is someone who falls into the special section of the menu of cooking shows in the world. She was voted amongst the top seven cooking show hostesses around the globe by the Malaysian Tatler for her show Mamika Magic. She's launched her own social media segments such as Bites and Beyond and Foodie Fridays. And off late, she's been ever active on Instagram, sharing insights into her flavorful life with her wonderful family. I'd like to give a very warm welcome to the chef in Being Amrita Chef and Beyond, Miss Amrita Raichand. Amrita, welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you, Akshay, for that fantastic introduction. And it's really good to be here. You know, Amrita, there's one thing that's extremely evident from your posts, and that is your energy. There's no dearth of it. I think I was just born highly energetic. Sometimes I have been told, calm down, you're just too enthusiastic. How can someone have this kind of energy? Something which is truly not even in my control. I just don't have it in me in doing something which is not energetic. I mean, the things that are slow just slow me down. And you know, another element that struck me is the way in which you weave your personal stories through your recipes. No, thank you. It's uh, it's very nice that people can actually read me through my posts. It shows that I have been able to reach out and give the right message. So, I recently read a quote that says, to be rooted is perhaps the most important and least recognized need of the human soul. With that in mind, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your roots and your foundation. Could you paint us a little picture of what that was like? So I uh, was born in Jamshedpur. My dad was with Tisco. And soon after my birth, my father was transferred to Calcutta. Uh, and only when I was three and a half years old, he passed on. And then after dad passed away, uh, mom also got a job with Tisco. And then we moved to a place called Dhanbad because my mom wanted to be in a smaller city. She had decided not to take any financial or any other help from her parents. So she then joined Tata Hospital. And I think my small town growing up has truly gone a long way in shaping who I am. Growing up in Dhanbad was especially beautiful because neighbors were wonderful. I could run into any neighbor's house. I learned Bharatnatyam. I would watch my neighbors cook. There would be food sharing from one place to the other. So I've grown up with all that activity and togetherness in spite of the fact that I was alone at home with my mom because my older brother was in Sana and the second brother went off to study in Patna. So this extended family of this small town is what really groomed me into becoming who I am today. I'm very proud of my roots. That's very lovely. So you talked about being exposed to cooking in your neighbor's houses. Cooking seems to be something that you were exposed to from a very early age. Yes, absolutely, because I used to sit with my mom while she would cook in order to give her company and I just learned how to cook. Between my mother and my neighbours, I was constantly exposed to good food and to cooking. And at what age did you actually end up cooking your first dish? You'll be very surprised to hear it. I was only eight years old and I made an entire meal of dal, chawal, tomato ki chutney, aloo beans, kabujia. And when my mom came back from work, she choked up. Every single neighbor was told that this is what my daughter did. And when we went for our walk that evening, the whole mohalla came uh, to tell me, That was a takeaway from my small town upbringing. That no matter how small a moment or a victory or a joy, 
you can live that moment and just enjoy it thoroughly you know it's lovely to see how you were a part of this community that gave you support in the small things from a very young age but then in your later schooling years you went off to boarding school what was that transition like i mean it must have been a, a quite a drastic change coming from such a large close knit community and then going to boarding school all by yourself i think that was the best thing that happened to me akshay when i went there it completely changed my life because my community actually increased because now i had teachers i had matrons i had so many friends uh, girls and boys and it was again being surrounded by a different sort of community and getting the opportunity of a lifetime to be able to do things that i'd never done you know being responsible for your clothes your book setting an alarm it gave me wings and uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me and how did cooking factor into your experience in boarding school so i had a subject called home science in 11th standard i was uh, the best student even if i must say so sanat decided to start a cafeteria and obviously the home science teacher got to execute it and she made me in charge of it i was the one helping her out with menus and of course we had a very good team everybody was equally efficient we built that cafeteria and it was a rocking place we created some of yummy food and we made lots of money but you know what's unfortunate is akshay in those days even though i was amazing at it even though i was responsible for initiating the cafeteria i it didn't still strike me that why not just go to a culinary school straight after that and hone my skills the path was very clear that after school you need to go to college after college you need to do an mba so invariably i came to mumbai and took the so called path for most students in life so then you came to mumbai to follow this so called traditional path but then you got swept into acting i mean how did that happen i was studying and modeling happened we were doing malhar which is the annual function that uh, i call it xavier's has and i was a part of it this guy who was conducting the fashion show suddenly realized that his set of models are not going to show up he just spotted this bunch of girls hanging around in the canteen and i was a part of that bunch and we kind of walked the rap for him and then he took our numbers and you know gave it to a lady who used to head onm she saw my face and she said okay this girl looks like she has great skin she can't be the main girl in the pons ad but let me at least meet her for the friends role she called me and said beta i need to see you i said ma'am i would love to but my brother will shoot me if i leave during my exams <laughs> so she said okay don't come there just come and see me once at the airport i lived in andheri those days so i said i can't even come to the airport because i don't have money i'll have to ask for money she said you just take a rickshaw and reach there i will give you the money so i literally sneaked out of the house she looked at me i had just caressed my skin and she said i'll call you tomorrow and she called me and she said you know you are my main pond's girl and i'm like huh <laughs> i cracked my first deal and that's how the journey started and after that i've lost about 100 products and is that where the whirlpool commercial came in yes that happened soon after and again that was my highest paid commercial that really went on to establish who i was and after that i went on to do many more mummy roles and i was happy in that space and i guess as they say the rest is history the rest is history But then again something strange happens in your life you know you're pursuing these motherly roles and suddenly you land up as one of the most renowned celebrity chefs we have seen how did this transformation happen i mean it's quite a shift again sometimes when i start wondering how did this all happen and that's probably why i think i call myself destiny's child because things have happened without really planning my shift to a chef that happened after my son was born 
when my son Agastya was born, I did not allow anyone to even enter the kitchen when I was preparing meals for my child. From there began my experimenting with food for children. When Chef Sajeev Kapoor said, why don't we do a show? I honestly thought of it as another acting assignment. But when I started it, I realized that it gave me the flexibility and the liberty to be myself. I kind of got that uh, eureka moment that this is my true calling and this is what I should pursue. Right. I then went to the culinary school because I said this is my true calling. That's a lovely transformation because many people believe that success and especially when it comes with some recognition, people believe that it happens overnight. But as you have illustrated, it's a journey. So a journey always comes with some trials. What are some of the trials or obstacles that you have faced and how did you overcome them? Obstacles would be probably my own inhibitions and lack of mindfulness, so to speak, where I didn't really plan my journey in a better way. I didn't think it important enough to take a pause at every stage of my life and spend a little time planning, understanding what is it that I want to do. Today, I'm a way more organized. I know where I want to be five years later, but earlier I didn't have a plan. And so what are some of the things that you do to overcome the fact that you didn't go to culinary school at a younger age? Perhaps even help you build strengths in areas that you perceive as your own weaknesses. So it's only practice. Hot kitchen I'm way more comfortable with because I have a knack for it. Where I really miss some formal training is the baking section. I have done a lot of online courses. I keep doing them. But again, when you're in your own house, you have limitations. When you're trying to decorate a cake, when there's dal tadka happening on the other <laughs> side. Those are the challenges that I face even today. If I had a restaurant perhaps, or my own space, I could be doing this from morning to evening. But again, that is my choice. I have a studio today in my mom's house and I've done it so that I can spend time with her and do my cooking. I think one of the major themes that's coming across through everything you've spoken about is family. And I actually wanted to ask you about your mother because adversity is one of those things that I think becomes a defining moment in someone's life. So in what way is your mother a role model in the way she's dealt with the adversities that you all faced during your childhood? I lost my father when I was really very young and that could actually be a huge obstacle in life. The fact that I didn't even think of it as an obstacle is because of my mom who's actually gone through a lot. I just observed the way she has overcome all of them with so much strength, self-respect, dignity that it just became a way of my life to turn every situation to my advantage. Obstacles are a part of life, but how you choose to deal with those obstacles and turn them in your favor is where your uniqueness comes in. And I think mom has been a huge role model enabling me to do that. I mean, if she could do what she did with the kind of adversity that she actually challenged, then who am I to complain about the small things that may have happened to me in my life? I think that's a great attitude to have. It really speaks true to the mnemonic that mothers are the real heroes. Yes. Now, Amrita, there is one more point in your life and this is a turning point a little more somber because we all have moments in life that we never forget and some are joyous occasions but not all are. Yet, yet these are moments that change the way in which we look at life. And in your life, one particular moment that comes to mind is a birthday that became memorable for unfortunate reasons. Yes. How did this change Amrita Raichand? 
can you talk a little bit about the Amrita Raichand before and after the 26-11 attacks? The way the whole evening maneuvered into a night that also saved us instilled my faith in the fact that I must have done something right to be able to survive a night like this. I'm pretty shocked that uh, 26-11 is still my birthday because it was bizarre how we escaped. The very fact that we did, we chose not to sit in the bar and went up to the suite where our family friend was staying, and and then the very fact that we reached up and we chose to just stay still over there and not run out, which was the first instinct that all of us had to save the night for us. These things kind of made me wonder that somebody was somewhere watching over us and helping us survive. The second thing that I realized that day that my husband is really strong guy. He does not give in to moments of weakness in a situation where very tough to be so strong, and he handled it with such ease and with strength that uh, it made me fall in love with him all over again. And third was the realization that life is really short, and you have to make every moment special. And fourthly, and most importantly, I felt that life cannot just be about living for yourself. It also has to be giving back to society. When I took my profession of being a chef a lot more seriously, and even though it was a way less glamorous job, I wanted to take it up because I knew that not only will I help my child, but I'll also help huge community out there. And I think after that night, I think became way more responsible. Wow! How did that change and impact the way in which you live life today? So I definitely became a lot more meditative and spiritual after 26/11. But I also believe that to be able to connect with God is not just through meditation. It's also going out and helping others because there is a God in everybody, and you want to kind of, you know, go out there and help others. I do a lot more of charity because I feel that is yet another way of connecting with God. That is something that I really, really want to do more in life. That's something that we can all draw inspiration from. You know, talking to you, Amrita, it's been extremely evident that you radiate positivity, and life has so many distractions to offer. It's almost like a game of snakes and ladders. What's your secret to staying motivated and energized? I think staying content, and I know it kind of sounds contradictory. You know, to be motivated, you need to have that hunger. But when you're content, you're doing everything with a lot of ease, and it becomes your second nature. That's what really tells people who you are. Lovely. So as we wrap up, well, what can only be described as a extremely delectable conversation. I must ask you if you were to choose one single takeaway. To share with our listeners, akin to a go-beyond recipe for life, what would that be? The recipe to go beyond lies in being passionate about what you do, about being dedicated, about putting in all the hard work that you possibly can, by not taking life and your blessings for granted. Everything happens to us for a reason. When you give positivity into the universe, the universe gives it right back to you. So just try and be as honest as you can with your work. Give it your all, and the rest will be history. <laughs> I like how you've really brought this full circle. With that, I would like to thank you again for joining us, Amrita. Thank you, Akshay. This was truly a pleasurable experience chatting with you, and uh, thank you for having me here. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to and follow the Sony Pictures Network's Go Beyond podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. 
I've been your host Akshay Kapoor and I look forward to having you join us for the next journey into the beyond.